Where our passions come from originally can be hard to identify. And that's the case for Irene Pradazzi. I really cannot remember any part of my life in which I didn't want to ride horses. I can't really give it an origin. I just remember always wanting to do it. Welcome to my first day, telling stories of those who've come to San Diego from elsewhere and now call it home. My name's Andrew Bracken. Some people choose to focus their lives on one singular passion to drive them to success and fulfillment. But for others, like Irene Pradazzi, finding the right balance can be more important. Irene's story after the break. Hello, podcast listener. Full disclosure, I'm going to make some assumptions about you. This probably isn't the only podcast you enjoy. Blink if I'm right. <laughs> it's probably not the only thing you watch or listen to on KPBS either. If I'm right about that, then I'm guessing you make it a point to check in on a regular basis to see what's new, take in the latest and greatest, and then you go back to your daily life until we happily come together again. We're sort of like a virtual buffet. When you're hungry for information and entertainment, you go to KPBS and want to eat. Uh, consume all you can, right? Well, you should know that when you become a member of KPBS, you're keeping the entire TV, radio, and online trays full of fresh ideas, like the tasty podcast you're enjoying right now. Help feed your appetite for KPBS. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. Thank you. Here's Irene Pradazzi with her story of My First Day. Surprisingly, I was actually born in Bloomington, Indiana, which is not exactly something that everybody knows about me because I grew up in Italy. Uh, most of my life, I was in Italy. My parents are both Italians, but they were also academics. And as academics, they traveled a lot. And they were in the United States for a long time. And that's when I was born. However, I was brought back to Italy when I was about one year old. And um, there, growing up there was really nice. Uh, I, we had a lot of time to go outside, play outside. We would periodically go either for months up in the Alps, uh, where it was kind of nice because my parents would kind of forget about us for a few days and we would be able to go around and have fun. There were no cars, no, n not too many people there. So that was part of my childhood that I will never forget. I was about six years old when we went there the first time. That's where I started also riding because we had donkeys up there and I, my parents didn't really want me to ride horses. So in my spare time when they wouldn't be seeing, which was most of the day, <laughs> we would just climb on these, on these donkeys' backs and just ride around the forest. The woods, there weren't really any forests, but the woods. I would climb on the back of cows if I, had, if I could. Uh, whatever was available, I, that was an animal that had four legs and a back that was horizontal, I would probably try to climb on. And that's when my parents realized that, well, maybe she, has a, maybe she really wants to do this. And they finally got convinced that I could get 
on a horse. They, they did it as an educational thing. If that's her passion, then she needs to learn to have commitments. Even if that's the way to get her to learn how to have commitments and um, be responsible, we're going to allow her to do what she wants to do. So they let me finally uh, start riding a school, in a real school, uh, in northern Italy, which is, at the time was one of the top schools in Italy for riding. And, um, and I was 14 when I started there. And it was different. It was hard because all of a sudden, something that was a pleasure and something fun to do became something that in which I was supposed to, quote, deliver. And, you know, basically my, my trainer was expecting me to ride in a certain way, to learn certain things. And up until then, it had been pleasure. So that was a change. And it was a good change. But that finally became a moment where I got to do what I wanted to do. And what my pa- I, I had this big luck of having a big passion, and I don't think everybody has it. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I finally got the opportunity, and that was also big luck, the opportunity of actually doing what I wanted. During her time at the school, Irene did enjoy competitions but soon realized she was wired a little differently than some of the other writers. As a student, I didn't really... All I cared was about riding my horse and seeing my friends in the sport. I didn't have expectations of me going to European championships or uh, doing really competitive things. Those came afterwards. Those were brought by my trainer. He was the one who put that, you know, not stress, that ambition in me at the time. Uh, In reality, my uh, passion was my horse and spending time with him. I didn't have an easy horse. I picked a very opinionated young horse, which for a young girl is not the best choice. And in my case, I have to admit that dealing with a young horse taught me a lot about empathy and patience and, uh, and, and a lot of human skills. Having to deal with an animal, such as a young horse that has a lot of opinions, kind of taught me also how to deal with people that might not necessarily think like I do. Though her first passion was riding horses, there was another side to Irene that would shape her life. I grew up in a family of scientists. So both my parents were scientists. So I grew up in a family where they would be talking physics at breakfast, at lunch, at dinner. So I, that's kind of like the horses. I don't remember being introduced to science. I just knew that that was a very important thing for us. I knew I wanted to have a career that was related to science, but I didn't necessarily think I wanted to be a scientist for all my life. I mean, I would see my parents work incredible long days, and 24-7, they were related. What they did was their job. So I wasn't really necessarily thinking that that was what I wanted to do, but the the subject, the topic, that was definitely something I wanted to be close to. What is it about science that drew you in? I think it's the scientific method 
that really drew me in. The fact that you have a protocol to follow and you have appropriate controls to add in your whatever process you're going through. And I like that rigor. I love the fact that you should be able to repeat the same thing and get the same result. So that was part of it. On the other side, I am exceptional at failing. And if you think of it, science is a life of failure. Like you fail every single day, multiple times, until you finally find the combinations of things that need to be done to overcome that failure. When you do, sometimes you even don't. Uh, and I think that really was what drew me in, is that constant thinking, that constant, all right, I failed, I accepted. Uh, let's think about what I did and what I could change. Irene's scientific focus was further cemented after she read an article by a human geneticist that particularly caught her interest. By reading that article, I just decided I wanted to work with this person. I was like, he's incredible. He's just, he was just so good at transmitting passion for what he did. And the topic was so fascinating. But I, I read this article and I decided I want to meet this person. I wish I could talk to this person. And then I learned that that was going to be my human genetics professor. So on the very first day in which I had class with him, and that was my third year of college, I walked up to him and I said, I want to work with you. And he said, okay, fine, then come to my lab this afternoon. And from there on, I was in his lab every day for most of the day. I was just so absorbed and passionate about what I was doing that I just, that's all I thought I wanted to do at that time. I thought I was done with my passion. I was like, okay, ready to move on. It's time to find what I'm supposed to do. It's to, time to find my own job. And I went from one extreme to the other. I went from one, the extreme in which uh, for a few years uh, all I did was writing to an extreme where for about 10 to 12 years all I did was science. So it, it was a pretty dramatic shift. It took a while to find that balance back. When we come back, Irene Perdazzi comes to San Diego in search of balance. Hi, I'm Beth Accomando, KPBS arts reporter and host of the Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm also a geeky gourmet who likes to bake food themed to the movies I watch, like chocolate blood to savor with Dracula, or an extra chewy Wookiee cookie to enjoy with Star Wars. I'm geeky about the things I love, and that makes me a public radio geek as well. I love being able to connect with audiences just like you through TV, radio, the web, and podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. So, are you a KPBS geek? If so, then I'm asking you to get in touch with your inner nerd and become a member of KPBS today. Just go to kpbs.org and click the blue Give Now button and make a donation. That's right. Let's geek out together about the things we love. After throwing herself into her scientific endeavors wholeheartedly for a time, 
and bringing her to Nashville, Irene's original passion started to reemerge. I think I started realizing that I needed to have that balance uh, when I was still in Nashville. And I was figuring out whether I, whether I wanted to go to medical school or not. After a whole PhD, after a postdoc, I was still thinking, maybe I want to do med school now. Or I remember I had my little office with a window then, and so I was kind of daydreaming, and I just looked outside of the window. I was like, or maybe I could find something else to do that is not only studying and focusing on taking tests or delivering on anything that is science-related or medically related. So I just started looking online for places where to go have lessons, horse riding lessons. So that's where it started. Uh, but it didn't become a thing until I was in San Diego. After academic stops in Nashville and Portland, Oregon, Irene eventually got a job in the biotech industry in San Diego, a city she had heard was a great place for riding horses. She was put in touch in advance with another horse riding enthusiast and lined up a day of riding for when she arrived. I drove from Portland to San Diego. I barely saw my apartment on Saturday night because I arrived pretty late, slept on the floor. I had like a, one of those inflatable mats and a few sheets and blankets and I was perfectly happy. I would, for me, that was just a detail that needed to be fixed, but all the important things were the day after. <laughs> the day after, I had like a whole day set with somebody I had never met before, but was a friend of the girl that, for the first time, had put me back on a horse when I was back in Nashville. And it was pretty early in the morning. She was getting off a horse. And then we drove even further um, up towards Julian, where we literally spent the whole day riding. And it was a fantastic day. And all I remember was just having the best time. And it was the sun. After years in Nashville and uh, years in Portland, Oregon, you definitely appreciate the beautiful light that comes when you're in San Diego. There was this nice arena that is in the middle of these beautiful fields. And finding fields in San Diego with a lot of green is really not that easy. We started riding, we started warming up, and then there were some jumps set up there. And that's pretty much what we did. And then after that, we went for a walk in the green fields, and it was pretty stunning. All I can remember is this, like, feeling of like just complete happiness and just like when you feel like you're living your life to the fullest they're like ah that's such a, a wonderful feeling and the sun I would say that helps a lot that first day I think that light was part of what made it very special If I am dealing with a problem and I don't do anything else but think about that problem, problem, I will get in a loop from which I can't get out. I will just have this, I, I, I don't do well with tunnel vision. I just get exhausted by the issue and I end up not seeing the bigger picture. And sometimes you just need to unzoom a little bit to figure out, oh, there was this little thing I could have changed and the problem would have been gone. So that is where doing something else helps me a lot because it just takes me out of a context, gives me the time to breathe, 
And then when I get back into that problem, I come with a fresh mind. I am lucky. That's why our San Diego is very fantastic because San Diego is a city that is not too big. It's not like Rome, where I lived for 10 years, where if you want to go from one side to the other of the city, you're going to be in traffic pretty much all day. It makes it all hard. San Diego is good because it gives you the right size to go from one thing to the other in the same day. So you don't have you you have that time to devote a little bit of your energies to your passion and not only to your job. But every time I talk to my friends that are writing on a professional level, I realize that I never really wanted to be a professional writer, even from the very beginning. I just wanted to have that side of my life present. I've always wanted to have a job that is scientific, that is related to something else, that is what I'm good at, that's, that's what I do. Uh, I've always wanted to have that side of me, but I've always also seen the horses as my, you know, little part of my life that keeps my balance, and that's pretty much what it is right now. My First Day is produced by me, Andrew Bracken, along with help from Asusina Garcia. Our email is myfirstdaystories at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at myfirstdaystories. You can also find me at andrewbracken.com. Music by Jason Began. Theme music by Chris Curtis. For KPBS, Emily Jankowski's technical director, Kinsey Moreland's podcast coordinator, Lisa Jane Morissette's operations manager, and John Decker is director of programming. This programming is made possible in part by the KPBS Explore Content Fund. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.